It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. I am, uh, you know, as, as an immigrant to the United States, I'm extremely pro-immigrant. Um, and I believe that uh, we need a greatly expanded uh, legal immigration system uh, and that we should uh, let anyone in the country who is hardworking and honest and uh, will be a contributor to the United States. Uh, we should have expedited legal approval for anyone who, who sort of falls in that category. Um, but then by the same token, we, we should also not be allowing uh, people in the country if they're, if they're breaking the law. There's Elon's wrap-up. He saw it with his own eyes. He live-streamed it for our eyes, but went to the southern border through Eagle Pass, Texas yesterday. And that was his takeaway. And I tend to forget that sometimes, that he's an immigrant to this country as well from right. South Africa. Yeah. You know, where he grew up. So he can speak to this as well, as well as anybody. And uh, that's his takeaway. And I think that's, I think exactly what he said is how most Americans feel. Almost all Americans it's now, a common sense but, but system. The problem, though, Diener, was most people aren't aware of exactly how bad the border right. is. But now with the immigrant crisis hitting the big major cities and with something like Elon's just done, because now he's forcing the corrupt media outlets to actually cover this thing properly. Yeah, exactly. Right. He forced their hand. Right. That's, you know? that's what it is. Even with, you know, uh, Eric Adams, a yep. mayor of New York City, yep. the mayor of New York City. Even he couldn't force the hand of this administration and of the media as a whole to really tackle this situation. But I think Elon Musk is kind of going to push us over the edge with him going over there and doing these live videos and showing you know, what a lot of people are calling this unfiltered view of, of the border. And of exactly. the, the situation there. Exactly. He did call it unfiltered, and I think that was important. He said it's not going to be perfect. And in fact, he started the thing off by going, okay, is this on? Is it? Are people joining? Is anybody <laughs> interested? Well, they were interested. It's over 36 million impressions so far in this wow. video he did. That doesn't mean straight views. People watched this thing all the way through. It was like an hour. That doesn't mean that. But that's the potential reach on this. And he said the whole point was to make it unfiltered. This is real-time, unfiltered, no... There's no preconditions, no nothing. This is what you see is what I see. So, you know, it could be like a little bit, you know, uh, herky-jerky at times because this, this is not like, uh, you know, a piece that's being filmed and then subsequently edited and whatnot. This is, you know, live. This is the raw feed you're seeing right here. You know what this points out most of all? This is an indictment more of, even more than of the administration. It's an indictment of this corrupt, ridiculous news media we have. Yeah. That refuses to cover this because of an agenda. That's right. It never should have even come to this. A guy like Elon Musk should never have had to have live streamed something from the border. Everybody should be aware of it already. Everybody. And you know what? It's so funny because they cover it. I mean, I'm not, you know, I won't sit here and act like they don't cover it. Mm -hmm. It's been on Fox before, you know, Biden's border crisis. They talk about it. They talk about it on, on the Today Show. But that's the thing. They talk about it. They don't really you know, I guess really push the narrative on this nope. like it should be, which is this is a major, major problem that is not being taken care of. It affects so, everybody, too. Yeah, exactly. So not only is it a major issue, but it's a major issue that is being ignored mm -hmm. by an administration that should be have this at the top of its list of concerns, and it's being ignored. That's the thing that isn't being highlighted. And I think when Elon Musk does this and people see that, they realize, oh, why aren't they doing anything about this? You know? And it's just... And it even goes goes back to what he said, too, during his clip that we played at the, at the start of the show. Mm -hmm. He's giving his view on legal immigration. 
He basically laid out a merit system with legal immigration, which is exactly what Trump has been touting for the past, what, five years? It, it, there's no, you're right. There's nothing different he said <laughs> anything different than what Trump has said. Nothing. It's incredible. I, I mean, people told, call Trump a xenophobe and a racist for talking about legal immigration and having a merit-based system. Elon Musk said it right there. He's an immigrant. And he's saying it. God. It is common sense. Well, a lot more people are aware of it now. Yeah. And it, because of things like this, because, it, you know, who else shares a lot of credit on this is Greg Abbott from Texas. Jen was saying this the other day, too. If he had DeSantis a little bit, I mean, the Martha's Vineyard move was amazing. But yeah. that's probably one of the most, the savviest political moves in American history is sending busloads of, of migrants that, that he had to deal with in his home state of Texas to some of these cities. Otherwise, exactly half of this country wouldn't have even known. That, wouldn't that, have even known that's right. that this is going on. It became a more visible thing once they started overwhelming some parts of uh, you know, New York City. God. I think they got to do something about this. It's too much. Is the government going to shut down? Yes. I think so, too. Senate and <laughs> the House on Thursday did advance bills to avoid a government shutdown this weekend, though. Looking more likely by the hour. Senate voted overwhelmingly. They approved a bipartisan bill that would fund the government until November 17th, and then we'd be doing this again. It would include the Senate version, by the way, $6 billion each for domestic disaster relief and military aid to Ukraine. Not, it's not going to happen. They're not going to pass it. The House will not pass it with the $6 billion for Ukraine in the bill. There is a lot more, even even like on the House rhinos, I mean uh, on the fence House rhinos, kind of saying, nope, it's not going to win here. House did pass three or four Republican bills funding parts of the government. Wouldn't prevent a shutdown, even if they could overcome strong opposition. Bottom line is they got a long way to go today, but I think it's going to be at least a at least a partial shutdown heading into next week. Most likely, anyway. Yeah, it sure seems that way, which what? Midnight, right? Midnight tonight. So Midnight tonight. as soon as Saturday, the clock strikes Saturday, this will be a, a government shutdown, which, by the way, if you're worried about it, it does not affect Medicaid, Medicare or Social Security. Right. Good point. That's right. So that, that is, and that is a know. major question. That's right. Yeah. Auto, more auto workers set to strike, by the way. That's one of the headlines this morning. There are more auto workers. I thought they were all on the picket lines anyway. Apparently not all of the unions are involved with this, but they're about to be. There's a fake at this. Uh. Sean Fain, the UAW president, right, has a 10 a.m. Facebook Live call. This guy is like a social media mogul. He has a YouTube channel. I think he goes on there and plays video games. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, <laughs> he's, yeah. a live, he's a streamer. <laughs> he unwraps toys and stuff. <laughs> this guy has a YouTube channel. He was on there. I didn't, but I didn't expect the the auto workers who were like you know rough and tumble Detroit workers mostly to get all their information from Facebook Live. Yeah. Never really saw that happening. I thought it'd be that? some sort of internal, like, uh, you know, closed circuit TV kind of thing. That's where we are these days. <laughs> all right. That's fine. Yeah. That's all right. Um, <laughs> Powerball is up to 925 million bucks for tomorrow night's drawing, too. So that's happening. So if you're playing, good luck. All right. So if, as Jen would say, if she didn't take the day off today, you buying tickets? Did you buy our tickets? Come on. That's the way that would be worded. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you out of the will because you haven't bought tickets. <laughs> I don't think we were ever in. <laughs> Jen's back on Monday. There's Diener on Bill. And by the way, Jen will be involved today. We'll get her on the horn. We'll, we'll call her for Friday football picks, yes. which will be a little over an hour away at 8.35-ish. Just about. Give Nothing stops minute. Friday football picks. No. Doesn't matter if you're taking the day off. You were, on, you were in Arizona last week. That's right. This time last week, you were in That's a right. central, I mean, a, a Pacific time zone. Uh-huh. I was battling Gila monsters. <laughs> 
and strange tourists out in Scottsdale, Arizona. I was in the sand, That's and right. even my picks came in. At 5.30 in the morning, Arizona time, we Nothing stops. You. That's right. Nothing stops the NFL, by the way. They have reached a new demographic, I think, with something they're trying this Sunday. Because it's the first NFL uh, London game, so it's on early. Right. It's a cartoon version of a live game. I'm going to tune into this. I, I'm fascinated to see what it's like. I, well, yeah, I want to see how, how they do this. And we have a major uh, baseball player in a lot of controversy this morning. Kurt Schilling has everybody pretty much in the world mad at him for I'm something cu- he did. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. I, my, my first reaction is... I think they're being a little too hard on him. A little bit, because they hate him anyway. Yeah. But it was kind of a dopey move, though. Right, right. All right, we'll tell you what that's about. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's been a long time since we had a sports controversy, maybe a non-troversy percolating up, but this has been something that's kind of like been growing throughout the morning. Uh, it started late last night. I don't even know if it accounts for anything, because I haven't been able to find the original audio it came from. We'll give you the long and short of the entire thing. And by the way... Welcome to Friday, the South Florida Morning Show. There's Diener. Jen's out today. I'm Bill. Kurt Schilling, controversial, uh, undeniable great pitcher from the Major League Baseball scene. Should be in the Hall of Fame. They're not going to let him into the Hall of Fame because of his political thoughts. I think that's been going on a long time. So they hate him anyway. That's kind of baked into the cake of the story. Right, right. And, I mean, you and I, Diener, we were off the air. It was about a half hour ago, and we're like, what's going on with Kurt Schilling? Why are people... The things being said about Kurt Schilling this morning, like most from sports writers, they're calling him despicable. It's saying it's an outrage, disgusting. They're swearing swearing at him. I was like, oh my gosh, what did he do? This sounds awful. We we tracked it down, and this is what it's coming from. Kurt Schilling has a podcast, and he revealed very sadly, and this is heartbreaking to me, should be to anybody, Kurt Schilling decided to break the news himself that his close friend Tim Wakefield, great pitcher, 17 years of service with the Red Sox, yeah. knuckleballer, yeah, uh, is battling cancer. Yeah, that was really that's really sad. So that's why everybody's so mad at Kurt because he spoke out of turn. Obviously, you know, without hearing the audio, but we know that much. He spoke out of turn and revealed to the world before the Wakefields could. Talked about his cancer diagnosis and his battle, which is bad. I, I am again without hearing the audio. 100% positive the guy didn't mean anything by it. He probably said it in a way of, hey, thoughts and prayers for Timmy Wakefield. He's battling cancer. He probably thought it was common knowledge, in fact. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, when I saw the reaction to Kurt Schilling this morning on social media. I mean, it's it's like eye-poppingly strong, like, yeah. like, like vitriol towards the guy. He's being like ver- verbally crucified by people. And I'm like, boy, he must have said something awful. And when I found out that... It was because he revealed, you know, like you said, Tim Wakefield, who was his teammate on on the Red Sox, has cancer. I was like, I was, honestly, my first reaction was basically, boy, I thought it was going to be something worse than that, that that he said. You know what I mean? I mean, now look, do you say that without a family's permission? No, that's the wrong thing to do. It is wrong. Right. Obviously wrong. Right. Spoke out of turn. Like, you, you described it perfectly, but I, I don't think there was any ill intent here whatsoever. Man. He's, it's, we can't even, we're trying to describe what's being said about him without reading it because we can't even read some of the stuff that people are saying about this guy. It's, it's rough. So he reveals this. Apparently he drops his podcast. It might have been late afternoon or something. The Red Sox had to release their statement last night. They probably knew about this already, so they right. were forced into releasing a statement. Nothing about Schilling, about well wishes for, for Kurt Schilling, uh, you know, right away in the official press statement in the yeah. whole world. But holy God. The vitriol launched against uh, Schilling this morning. I don't know what 
It's not good. No. What he did, obviously. Right. I, I would guarantee it was without ill intent, though. Yeah, see, I would think, again, this is without hearing it. Maybe he goes on there and it's, you know, and it's, and it's awful and he says just... I don't care that they told me not to say anything. I'm going to say something. So without hearing what he actually said, I would think it was probably some show of support for his friend who's battling cancer. And then people get upset at him because no one else had revealed it. And apparently the Wakefields didn't want it to be made public. And he said something about it. The so. only thing that I've ever heard of like this where somebody's diagnosis was released when they didn't want it to be. The Arthur Ashe story, the great tennis player. Oh, wow, yeah. Somebody wrote an article saying he had AIDS. Yeah. Which which on its own in the early 80s was so controversial enough. That was terrible, too. But, yeah. I mean, jeez. That's a shame. It's a shame all the way around. I mean, we're it's gonna terrible have for to, Tim Wakefield. To speak on it with any sense of authority, we're going to have to, like, get the original audio. I don't know right. whether it's been taken down or not, but woof. It's, Holy it's, moly. <laughs> yeah, the stuff they're saying about chilling, goodness gracious. I mean, I mean, hate. It's rough. Yeah. From like established, you know, we can't repeat what they're saying and writing on X, but established, well-known sports reporters like blank you and all this stuff. It's like wild. Yeah. I never seen that before. You have teammates' wives oh, who my. are like cursing him up and down. It's a uh, bad day to be Kurt Schilling. That, that's, that's for sure. Boy, you're not kidding. Man. Bad today to be part of the Biden family, too. This started yesterday. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Politician takes action that makes money for his family, and then he tries to conceal it. That was Jim Jordan, of course. Well-known Jim Jordan. He was all worked up. He had his uh, sleeves rolled up. He's got the sweat stains going. It was the start of the inquiry to talk about, to possibly consider, to think about it, to uh, talk it out. Impeachment inquiry in the House Oversight Committee. Mm. So they were battling back and forth, and they were arguing back and forth. Lo and behold, the moment that starts, Joe Biden releases an angry, an angry speech last night. A fiery speech, the White House called it. <laughs> fiery Joe. Talking about the mega threat. Look at the time. Always look at the timing on this. They are over the target. They have everything they need. I don't know if they're going to follow through with it, but they're, they're closing in on the Biden corruption scandal. And sure enough, he's got this to say about Trump and anybody like him. This president is above the law. No limits on power. Trump says the Constitution gave him, quote, the right to do whatever he wants as president. Uh, it kind of sounds like you, Joe. But anyway. <laughs> it's it's kind of what he does. Yeah. Oh, and it's Trump supporters. They're painting them with a, with a, a bad brush this again. This mega threat is a threat to the brick and mortar of our democratic institutions. But it's also a threat to the character of our nation. So, any, so America first is essentially what MAGA is. Yes. That, that's a threat to... Democracy, according to Joe Biden. So by his version of democracy, it's a threat to their corruption. They should be left alone to do whatever they want to do with their power and influence and peddle it as much as they want. That's that's what he's saying. Yes, it's it's a threat to their own power. It's a threat to their own, you know, absolute power, actually, where they just want to wield it over everybody. But they're good at projecting, though. Oh, they sure are. Always remember, everything they are, they accuse the other side of being. They're really good at that. Happens all the time. It happened right there in that clip, actually. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) All right, let's not forget, it's another NFL weekend. We told you. A little over an hour from right now, Friday football picks rolls on. We'll even get Janet her day off on the phone. There's no there's no escape. No. No, not at all. By the way, I'm not sure if I told her we were going to call her, but she's going to find out. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this will be the best one of all time. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jen. Speaking of the NFL, we know about the Taylor Swift thing. She's going to be uh, at the, the Jets-Chiefs uh, game, obviously. That'll be at MetLife. That'll get a lot of uh, publicity. But I think so will this. Technology-wise, kind of a fascinating thing. They want every single demographic watching the NFL now, even kids. 
The first London game is on early on Sunday, and this is what they're going to do with it. It's the NFL like you've never seen it before. The Falcons and Jaguars matchup live from London will also be in Andy's room. Okay, so what you're telling me is (laughs) 9.30 on Monday, because it's London time, on Sunday, excuse me, is going to be a real-time animated version of this game. Like they'll put a graphic over it or like a a filter or something that's kind of like in uh, Toy Story font. Yeah, pretty much. Toy Story animation. Even with the technology, that's pretty amazing. I'm going to tune into this because, look, you know, I was planning on tuning in anyway. Probably by the time I get home, you know, from church, talking maybe second half or end of the second quarter. Yeah. And I was going to put on, you know, ESPN Plus is what it's on. And I was like, all right, let me me check this out. But now I'm just going to turn on Disney Plus and I have to see how they're doing this. It's a game in real time. And Toy Story style animation, but if they, do they need That's the animation? Wild. I mean, yeah, technology. It's it's interesting. I want to see how they pull it off. But do you think they? I don't think little kids need the they're that audience that demographic they're going after. They can watch the real game. Sure, I Just mean, have, I thought know, they were going to have graphics around it, but no, it's it's a full on some sort of weird animation thing. It's it's real time game, but animated. <laughs> so I, I want to see how they do this. Honestly, like what kind of effects do they have? Are they going to have like Woody and Buzz in the backgrounds? You know, like wearing a Jaguars hat or a Falcons jersey or something? They're going to make Trevor Lawrence look like Woody. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. Put him in the Woody outfit. That's what they're going to do. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. As the NFL gets every demographic left. But you're right, Every though, little bit of money. They, 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 they've been trying to get the little kids with Nickelodeon, and they're trying to draw them in with Disney animation. Whole new generation of NFL. Yeah. You know what this means? When they're adults, they're going to insist on watching NFL games that's animated. That's right. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Anime. Anime football. <laughs> <laughs> don't want it. All right, we got rapid fire. We'll uh, update you with what's going on in the news, everything we've heard anyway. Coming up next, the East South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Rapid fire time. This is actually the last one of the week because next hour becomes our Friday football pick segment, but we'll let you know what's going on. Jen's off today. There's Diener. I'm Bill. We'll start off with this. Elon Musk, uh, you really should check out some of this. He did a live stream at the southern border. He actually went and with his many, many millions of ex-Twitter followers, he showed an unfiltered look at exactly what's happening here. And his wrap-up, I'll just tell you what he wrote seven minutes ago. Situation is beyond insane and growing fast. Mm -hmm. That was his conclusion. There's about 36 million people who have seen his video. It was about an hour long. And he talked to Border Patrol officials. He showed migrants just waiting there to be processed and some of the barbed wire and Border Patrol agents cunning the barbed wire for some of the migrants. That's unbelievable. How does that happen? I, I don't know. So wouldn't that not defy the order of the governor? Because the governor, is he's won a lawsuit to keep the barbed wire in place. So who is telling them to do that? I don't think they're doing it on their own accord. I, I don't know. Because you lose your happening. job. Someone's got to be telling them, hey, you, you, you know, you got to do this. Don't worry. We got you. We got you covered. You're not right. going to you're not going to get fired for doing this. I, I'm man. Bottom line. Uh, a lot more people are in it, aware now of the border situation, how bad it is and what it, it's. Every state is a border state. It's been said many yeah. times before, but he would not have had to do something like this if the media had covered it properly. Instead of pushing a narrative that the border's fine and the border's closed, because it's not. No, it's not. And I'm really glad that Elon Musk went down there to show everybody in real yep. time what it's like. Yep. Because there's no editing, there's you know no camera tricks for media narrative. Here's what it is. And it's not pretty. Nope. 
say the least. And he's going to force now, because there's more awareness of it, he's going to force everybody in power to do something about it. Because it's become, I think, probably issue number one. I think so. After this, number one. It's like that and the, the economy are yep. like right there together. Yeah. Well, this is a problem, Bill, but in, in, in a different way, a much different way. Uh, police were reportedly called to the home of Britney Spears. Oh, hold on a second. We got an alert sounder. Yeah. Uh, the Britney signal in the sky is up, and it's confirmed she's insane. Were you going to do this story? No. Okay, because I didn't want to take it. I have I have backups in case you were going to do it. No, not at all. Okay. We just have the alert sounder ready to go in case she does something insane. It's always there, ready to go. Oh, yeah, she's nuts. <laughs> because, man, this was... Uh, Kind of a disturbing video. She she puts out these videos on social media where she's wearing like a bathing suit bottom and some type of like low cut crop top. I mean and that she, part of it's good. That's fine. Oh, yeah. And she does these dances and she looks kind of crazy. She has these crazy eyes. And this time the dance included sharp butcher knives. And she's dancing around doing all these movements and everything. And the knives flipping everywhere and. It was very disturbing and scary to a lot of people, especially it's, her fans. She's, I don't know what you call it. It's that dance thing where it's like herky-jerky and just kind of like robotic. Yeah. Which makes it even crazier with the knives. It was very unsettling to watch. And apparently it was so bad that people called the police and said, Hey, can you go check on Britney Spears and make sure she's okay? And police showed up to her house and she's like, Oh no, everything's fine. And she goes on social media and says, Look guys, it's Halloween season. These were toy knives. They're not toy knives. You can see the reflection in in the knives during the video. I think at the end of the Instagram message, didn't she have some pumpkin emojis or something? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah she's, listen. Uh, it's rough. I, I think as a show, we had an official policy. We were very much in favor of her for freedom, getting out of the conservatorship right. and all. She needs a, she needs a half conservatorship. <laughs> she needs you know somebody I mean? to she, help She her needs out. some guidance. Guidance, yes. That's C- it. Because she's kooky dukes. Yeah, she's she's got to I mean, be you know steered in the right direction. Cause it ain't it right now. No. I don't know what's going on there, but that's not it. Not good. Um, looks as though the government will shut down at least partially because they have a lot of work to do today, but they don't think they're going to be able to come to anything. So it's there's going to be a government shutdown. Maybe not the worst thing though, because in the House the fight is over funding Ukraine, and there is enough support to stop that before we fix our own economy and border. Right to not sign off to keep the government going a little bit. So that fight is still ongoing. It's probably going to be at least a partial shutdown into the next week, though. It seems that way, yeah. And hopefully they come to some type of conclusion after that. The good news is for people who are on Medicare or Medicaid, mm-hmm. you know, depending on those things, or Social Security, people who are retired, it does not affect those things. That's good. So, you know, for anybody that you know, if you're listening and you're thinking to yourself, well, what about my Social Security payment? It doesn't affect that. So that part is good. That's good. Yes. It doesn't affect military salaries, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but on that end... Just At least there's some the pushback, PSA. though, on the Ukraine thing, finally. You have to. All right. And that's in the House, by the way. The Senate, nope, pushing right through. They want fund yeah, Ukraine for uh, an extra six bill. Six billion. Well, all the problems here, but I can go on forever about that. How about this story out of Philadelphia? Actually, I have, to, I have a two-fold story here. Did you have another one? Oh, I got to. Don't worry. Go. Oh, okay. I'll find something. All right. Because, I mean, I can do two in a row here. That's go fine. Ahead. This one here out of Philadelphia, and I mentioned this because it's, it's on the Morning Show blog now because the video is just phenomenal, of a support alligator. Oh. His name is Wally. Of course. And there's a man in Philadelphia who's actually, he has like his own TikTok channel for, for Wally the alligator, the support alligator. In Philly? In Philly. Okay. You would expect Florida, right? I, I, yes, or Georgia, yeah. Uh, something. 
But this is in Pennsylvania. And this thing is like, you know, it's got a lot of followers. Wally the Alligator does a lot of viral videos. And he tried to go to the Philadelphia Phillies game. Phillies are in making the playoffs. There's a <laughs> lot of hype around them for the fans. And even though he's wearing a support harness, support animal harness on Wally the Alligator, the officials at uh, Citizens Bank Park there where the Phillies play said, you cannot come in. Denied entry with Wally the Alligator. And people are up in arms, Bill. It's a major controversy. Come on. Worse <laughs> has been in that park. Please. <laughs> yeah, the harness on and everything. Even let him in. <laughs> this thing, I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. It's docile, so I don't know if he gives him some type of Is it like a giant like gator like we'd see around here or like a little I would say little guy. five, six feet. Oh my god. I mean it's not small. I would guess medium-ish. Schmedium, I guess <laughs> you could say. I, I but this is like the calmest alligator I've ever seen. It's really odd. He's there. He's carrying it like a child. Like with his head over his shoulder. I say let him in. <laughs> let him in. It. What was the excuse to? Sorry, sir. It's not take your alligator to uh, the ballpark night. <laughs> the video's on the morning show blog. You have to see this. Wow. 850WFTL.com. A little update on the UAW strike. The auto workers is going to go on through at least the weekend, probably into next week. But the president, Sean Fain, is going to go on Facebook Live at 10 a.m. Sounds like a barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to watch this. That's how he updates the union members? And, and he has a YouTube channel as well. Jen made me aware of that. He has a YouTube channel. He, uh, on Facebook Live, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, going to announce the next steps in the strike against the big three automakers. And I guess there's some unions still that haven't been striking, auto union, but they got to join them today. I don't know, but it's not looking good. Apparently, it's like a domino effect thing. They, they go to different sections and say, okay, now it's your turn to start picketing. And so it's not like all at once, but as it progresses, more and more start to, to strike. Hmm. Yeah, it's not good for anybody, really. I didn't know this. This is the first time I've seen this story. Ford was spared any action last week due to progress in talks. Mm. That's what's probably going to change today, though. Oh, I see. Like, whatever union is working at the Ford plants are going to are going to join in. It's not good for anybody. It's not. Car prices go up when they're already ex- incredibly expensive. It doesn't. It surely doesn't help the consumer. No. That's for sure. Repair prices. Forget yep. it. On parts. Yep. Well, the reason why I wanted to extend this bill to a third story is because I, I had to put this one out there. A- according to Deadline... They're reporting that Tom Brady's journey from six-round draft pick to seven-time Super Bowl champion will soon be turned into a scripted television series. Did you see this? Uh, I saw something about it. Is it a biopic? It is. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, it's like a limited series biopic type thing. Depends who does it. So what I'm wondering is, is this like a Michael Jordan Last Dance type of thing, right? Where where they it was like Last Dance, wasn't it like ten episodes? It was no. a, it was long. It was long. So I, this so this Brady thing they're talking about isn't one movie. Right. It's apparently it's gonna be like split up into a limited series. So it sounds like they're gonna do like they did with Michael Jordan. Him they went over his career. Because if it's like an actual movie, then who plays Tom Brady is what I'm wondering. I, I don't I mean it had to be Tom who can you get to replace Tom? Matt Damon. <laughs> I don't know. What do we do about the haters? Yeah. We love them. We love them. We love them back because we because we don't hate back. We appreciate it and we love them and we wish them the best in their life. Harry Styles is going to play Tom Brady. <laughs> Just bring him in, Harry. Styles. Joe Burrow is going to play Tom there Brady. Go. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. So it should be good. I mean, however they do this, oh uh, unless God. it's Harry Styles playing Tom Brady, but. <laughs> Other than that, The it's Rock so... is going to play Tom oh, Brady. Oh, there you go. Vin Diesel will play Gronk. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, jeez. Uh, hey, before we wrap up here, you heard about Powerball already. We've talked about it a ton. Nine, nine twenty-five for tomorrow night for Saturday night. I'm going to buy a ticket today. All right, they got I think me. I am too. Yeah. It's the weekend, and we have time for this kind of stuff. Exactly. Coming up next, we're trying to get to the bottom of why the world hates Kurt Schilling again, especially today. Apparently, he revealed uh, something about a former teammate that he should not have. It's a rough situation. It's odd. Yeah, is what it is. And that this is a big day for Netflix, believe it or not. Really. You're not going to believe the amount of people that still get Netflix discs. No. It's going to shock you. Okay. This might be the shocking thing of the entire week. I can't wait to hear. That and more coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. And thank you, as always, for being here. We always appreciate that. The East South Florida Morning Show. Jen's out today. She got smart starting the weekend early. She'll be back on Monday. Diener's there. I'm Bill. And uh, I was trying to get to, in the little break we had there, I tried to get the original audio of the Kurt Schilling controversy that's, uh, that's out this morning that has popped up. You want to talk about, I mean, well-respected, big-name sports people, like like flat-out writing out like profanities against this guy. That's yeah. the kind of anger that Kurt Schilling has like evoked this morning and last night about this. And here's what it's down to. Sad, sad news. Uh, you probably know the name Tim Wakefield if you're a baseball fan. 17 years in the league, the knuckleballer. Uh, played for the Red Sox for years. Schilling's teammate... Uh, he's battling. He's battling cancer. It looks yeah. like it's brain cancer, which is just so sad. Awful. Here's the controversy, and I think I understand it a lot more why people are so mad at Schilling. Schilling has a podcast. I think it's daily. And yesterday, he revealed the Tim Wakefield cancer news, and it sounds like Deanery was well aware that the family didn't want it out there. See, that's what we were. You can't do that, right? What was what was the context of what he was saying? Here's the context. Here's Kurt Schilling revealing the very sad news about Tim Wakefield, his uh, his friend. And yeah. this is why everybody's mad at him. Tim Wakefield, uh, you know, you remember Tim Wakefield, the uh, the knuckleballer, um, is uh, sick. And uh, I talked with Doug Mirabelli yesterday, and this is not a message that Tim has asked anyone to share, and I don't even know if he wants it shared. But uh, as a Christian and a, as a man of faith, I've seen prayer work, and so I'm going to talk about it. Um, Mm. So, so Schilling's reasoning behind here is to get the prayer warriors out there. You know, well, again, well intended. I don't think he meant to hurt anybody, but he again stubbornly decided to go ahead and do it. He knew that uh, he knew he was breaking some news there. Yeah, you just hold back in that situation, though, man. You yeah, do. you have to. I mean, look, I, I understand what he's trying to do there. I get it, right? The power of prayer. You want this, as much as possible. People praying for for your buddy and for his family. But if they don't want it made public, then you can't go against their wishes. It's just it's it's bad timing. It's it's bad form. You can't again good intentions because he wants everybody to pray for him. Sure. Obviously, right? But they weren't ready to themselves to release this information quite yet. You can't yeah. do that. But also on the other end, I think the reaction against him this morning is way oh too my strong. God. I mean, it was like eye popping when we first saw some of the things this morning of. <laughs> Very well-known people. Some of the things they were saying about Kurt Schilling. I mean, like the anger that's out there. It's just, I think it's used, unreal. Uh, it is actually. It's startling. I think you used the word uh, vitriol, and I think that's the best word to use because it was just profanity-laced anger against us. Jason Veritek, who was the catcher, right for Kurt another, Schilling, another teammate on those you know World Series teams. Great catcher. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame too. But he he comes. His wife. Jason Veritek's wife comes out and says, you know, bleep you, Kurt Schilling, you have no right, you, it wasn't your place. It's like, oh my gosh. There was an NFL writer that said, I won't tell you what it is, he said, this is the most despicable thing I've ever seen. Jeez. And it's bad, but I mean, whoa. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, th- 
He shouldn't have done what he did. Again, heart's in the right place, but you don't do that against somebody's wishes. And I think the reaction against him is way too strong. I think, so, I think it was building up anyway, because they, they hate shilling anyway. They do. The sports media does. Yeah. So I think because of his political views, I think. And then this just put him over the edge. But boy, <clears throat> sports controversy has popped up. It will rage over the weekend. It will. All right, we'll tell you why it's such a big day for Netflix coming up next. And uh, Elon at the southern border, he just went ahead and did it himself. I want to see it with my own eyes and share it. And boy, he did. What a story. Get that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. This is real time, unfiltered, no, there's no preconditions, no nothing. This is what you see is what I see. So, you know, it could be like a little bit, you know, uh, herky-jerky at times because this, this is not like, uh, you know, a piece that's being filmed and then subsequently edited and whatnot. This is... You know, live. This is the raw feed you're seeing right here. And what did he see? He didn't like it. That was Elon at the border. Live streamed it on X yesterday. It was uh, it was long. It was like an hour. But just give the long and short of it. I guess he's back to work now, and he's been he's been uh, posting for the past hour. Oh, jeez. Here's here's one of his comments. The situation is beyond insane and growing fast. Yeah. Next, the thing he most recently posted, this is within the last 10 minutes, was Biden isn't even trying to do anything about it. That's exactly it. Yes, I'm glad he said that. Wow. They're not trying. I mean, that, and that is huge for him to go down there and see for himself, show it to the world for right. people who aren't paying attention to it because of the reach that he has, which is enormous to people around the world. I mean, let alone the country. And then for him to come out and just speak the truth, they're just ignoring it. They're not even trying. That's the thing. It's, it's a neglect of duty. It's, it's, it's dereliction of duty. You're not even trying to fix this issue. The reach on this thing is over 50 million uh, that have seen his live stream video. Yeah, that doesn't mean like watch start to finish, but right. at least gets the gist of what he's talking about and his, and his posts since then. And he, it shouldn't have come to this. You shouldn't have a guy like Elon Musk, an entrepreneur, even though he's got a giant platform, do this. The this so-called news media we have should have been covering this for the past two years. They didn't do anything. They they, they flat out lied to people, saying oh, everything's fine. Look the other way. Yeah, which is which is why he felt compelled to, you know, go down there and see for himself and show everybody. Because look, it got his attention with how bad it's been. And now that he's seen it in real life, you you read the, the 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 post there where he says the situation is insane and getting worse, and that's the main point there. It is get it's getting much worse day by day, week by week. Uh, you're having tens of thousands of people coming in a month. Unbelievable. He also <laughs> said this, and I think this is important because he put this into perspective as an immigrant himself. Let's not forget that. Yeah, right. I mean, an influential guy. He's a you know. He's a futurist, but he's also new to this country as well. It doesn't mean he's against immigration. I think what Elon says here wraps up what probably over 90% of the country, how, how everybody else feels about it. I am, uh, you know, as, as an immigrant to the United States, I'm extremely pro-immigrant. Um, and I believe that uh, we need a greatly expanded uh, legal immigration system uh, and that we should uh, let anyone in the country who is hardworking and honest and uh, will be a contributor to the United States, uh, we should have expedited legal approval for anyone who, who sort of falls in that category. Um, but then by the same token, we, we should also not be allowing uh, people in the country if they're, if they're breaking the law. Anybody disagree with that? 
No, it's nobody does. The problem was they weren't aware of it. You have to be aware of the situation first, but they covered it. They made the story go away. Right, and that and that's the thing. You know, we always talk about like common sense gun reform. Yeah. Right. This is common sense immigration reform, and the funny thing is. What he talked about there was basically a merit-based immigration system yeah, right. that Trump has touted for years. It's, it's simple. Do it the right way through the legal channels. And he talked about, you know, people who will be able to contribute the most to society. That's merit-based immigration. I just, <laughs> it's so frustrating, man. It really is because everybody sees the problem. It's like it's like watching. Well, they do now, though. Yes, but that's they right. didn't. Not everybody did before, but they do. But something like this will force. It's. I think it's become either issue number one or two now. It's right up it's there. It's economy, border, border economy, whatever it is, because of stuff like this. But it took yep. this. And and I think what you know, Eric Adams, mayor mm-hmm. of New York City, he's been going at, at the Biden uh, administration as well because right. of the way that they've been ignoring this and how it's affecting New York. Right. I mean, basically what the Biden administration is doing, think of like if you're in your house and you see your sink and it's a leaky pipe under the under the sink and you uh, see it. The pipe's fine, everybody. That's yeah, fine. Uh, it's just leaking and it keeps leaking. It keeps leaking. And eventually you keep ignoring it. No, it's fine. The pipe's going to burst and your house is going to flood. That's what's happening here. They're just ignoring the problem until ultimately it's just going to be too late and they don't care. Well, it's going to force the issue these days because he's going to have something more. I bet you Elon will do it again. Other people will go. And he, and he encouraged people to say, we need live stream citizen journalists to show the rest of the world what's happening because we don't have a real media. We right. don't. We just don't. Uh, the House, in the meantime, looks like the government's going to shut down. House is expected to take up a stopgap funding bill today, but House Speaker Kevin McCarthy doesn't look like uh, he's got the votes to pass it. The uh, Senate wants to go right ahead. They're they're fully ready to uh, fund uh, emergency management relief, but along with that will be tagged some Ukraine funds to the tune of $6 billion. Thankfully, there's enough in the House to push back against that, but the other side of the coin means, you know, government's going to shut down for a little bit. Look, if that's what it takes, fine. Yeah. I mean, I hate at to least say this it. pushback now. That, yeah, and I, you know, I hate to be so crass about it, but if if it has to shut down for a little while, do it. To, you know, yeah, to, to, to you know, make things happen, get things done, get the right deals. That's the way it is, I guess. Totally fine with that for a little while. But you've had an important Medicaid update to do before. You should be able to still get that because that's kind of like uh, shut down. Exactly, Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security, they said, are not going to be affected by this. So That's good, at least. Know, looking for those Social Security payments, you should still be okay. And it's a big day for Netflix. Why? New release? No, it's not that. What I was thinking is like Squid Game's announcement? No, Stranger Things? No, no, not content announcement. Okay. Netflix is going to ship out its final DVDs today. They still do the DVDs? Oh, in a big way. No. This was shocking. This reminds me of the time a few years ago when I when I heard a number of how much of the country still doesn't have cable. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> the DVDs they ship out today, they still do it. You get to keep these ones because they're like, yeah, we're finally done with that. Wow. Just talking about cutting the cord. So they're just like, don't even send it back to us. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> get this. Because this is the real story to you and me. How many people still subscribe to Netflix with DVDs in the mail? I didn't know that was still a thing. Of it's, course, that's how we all started. It's just a tick under one million people. Stop. The one million people have DVDs floating around. No. I swear to God. 
I mean, you think about the amount of people who are on Netflix. One million is actually a lot. They still get the DVDs. It's, the it's a big percentage of their subscribers. I don't know where these people live. I don't know where they are. Oh, my gosh. Why they can't stream stuff. Netflix mailed out its first DVD in 1998. You know what it was? Beetlejuice. Was it really? That's funny. So they're going to send out a bunch of Beetlejuice today for free. Oh, that's good. Uh, wow. Five distribution centers left. California, Texas, Georgia, and New Jersey. That is hilarious. It brings back good memories, honestly. Because remember, you would uh, we were watching. Remember the show Twenty Four? Oh yeah. You know, oh, uh, sure. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland there. Uh-huh. Love that show. And we hadn't seen it, so we started binge watching. That was the first thing we ever binge watched. <laughs> was Twenty Four. <laughs> And at that point, it was Netflix with with the discs. So, you know, now you can just go on and watch the whole thing, of course. But they would send you three discs at a time. That's right. It's For a series. Works. That's right. And when you were done with the three discs, you had to send it back. So we had to wait. It was binge watching with a break. And we'd be so excited. Ooh, the new season of 24 just came in Did, the did mail. you check the mailbox? Yes. Think of how insane that sounds now. <laughs> I know. And I swear to God, returning those discs, I thought, I thought the FBI was going to be locking me up. <laughs> If I didn't get those off in time, I was so afraid. It was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> That's amazing, though. A million people still use the CD. The I, don't know, I don't know what they're going to do now. Wow. I know. I guess it's time, time to download the app somewhere on one of your devices. <laughs> Come on God. now. That's funny. All right. We've got, uh, we've got an update on that story, that insane story from uh, south, of, uh, south of Homestead of, that happened actually last weekend. But this idiot mm. was in charge of watching a very small toddler relative left a loaded gun. On the couch while watching football. Can't make this stuff up, can you? We'll tell you the child's going to be okay, but this is yes. one of the most insane things. I think it's blog-worthy because the video is up in the blog. We're going to talk about that one coming up next. And better news, Powerball's way up. We'll talk about that, too. And maybe some weekend movie previews. Ooh. Coming up next, the self Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. I just kept re-watching it. I just kept replaying and replaying it because I'm like, how can this happen? We're all thinking the same thing, lady. Uh, we'll tell you first off, and I think we should before we get into this story, that the child in the story is going to be okay. Yes. But this is this is a story of, it's not even a floor dope, even though it's South Florida related, Diener, because it's so incredibly stupid, it goes beyond that. So this kid, 23-year-old kid, his name was uh, Orlando Young, was in charge of watching his, some relative, I think it's a cousin or a niece or something, but the child's three years old. This is from this past Sunday. It's from a home, inside the home security camera. And the kid, Orlando Young, is watching football. Probably the Dolphins score 70 points on the Broncos. Probably what it was, yeah. Walk, kind of like walking around the house on his laptop, and he's all excited. Well, this is going on. He's supposed to be watching the kid. Kid wanders over to the couch area, grabs a loaded handgun that was lying on the couch next to him, and fires it. The child hurt her finger, but that was about it, thank God. Yeah, really. In one of the one of the dumbest cases of neglect I think I've ever heard in my life. It's on the blog because yeah. the video is everywhere. It's a national story now. It's it's unfathomably stupid. Like yeah, you're right. You it's know? like I can't even wrap my head around it. It's, right. It, I. It's, it's hard to put in, into words, honestly. That was the mom. You heard it first. Here's the rest of the story and how it went down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The bullet went straight through her finger. Her hand stopped the bullet. Her hand saved her life. I do feel bad for Orlando. I feel bad for him because and it wasn't intentional. He didn't do it intentional. So, yes, I understand. But at the end of the day, it was careless. It's not okay. Leaving guns on couches with the one in the chamber is not okay. People who have guns, put them away if kids are in the house. Please put them away. Like, my baby could have died. Yeah, but you can't be that stupid. Yeah, Nobody right. can be. 
And I, I think she said it best, too, because obviously this is a family member, um, where she says, look, I feel bad for him, but you can't leave a gun out on the couch with a three-year-old walk, you know, walking around, crawling around. It's careless. I would also, Gino, you know what? Check his social media. I bet you that the reason why the gun was there, and he put it down for a second to check the update on the score, was because he was doing TikTok videos, you know, being a bad guy with a gun. I, loaded on yeah, a couch. I could see that. An idiot. I mean, otherwise, what what is the point? Are you expecting someone to come in the house and try to get you? I mean, it's again just unfathomably dumb. It's beyond stupid. Yeah. But here's the question: If you're a family member of this, and she said it, there's obviously obviously no ill intent here. Right. Right. He's incredibly lucky that the you know the kid wasn't more seriously hurt. Right. Yeah. Than she was. There was no 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 bad intent here. I wonder if they're going to go ahead and press the charges or just let it drop. My guess is, without knowing the answer to that or knowing the family, my guess would be that they won't press charges. Probably or, not. Or, you know, work to have the charges dropped. Because if this is a family member, you know, obviously you, you, you love the person, you don't want to see anything bad happen to them. And this was a horrible, horrible mistake and a very valuable life lesson for this Ooh. person. Hopefully that they will never leave their gun out again while a child is around. I mean, my gosh. So I just you hope a lesson learned, but I, I mean, just being honest, I think that's a level of stupid, though. I don't know if it's terrible. You can't fix stupid. It's true. That's that. That is the part that is concerning. You can't. But she's right, though. As I, I like what the mom said, just as a warning to everybody, with you know, be a responsible gun owner or not. And that's the other angle of this thing too. Is it gives everybody who's a who's a a gun owner such a bad rap. Yeah. Because it's a national story now, and people will right. grab onto this and say, "See, this is why I have to grab all the guns." No, not everybody's that stupid. Yeah. Exactly. Most oh, people, man. most people are you know smart enough with with gun safety to not leave it loaded lying around the house. Unfortunately, these things do happen. You know, we hear about it a lot. Unfortunately, where kids get into the gun and something bad happens. Thankfully, nothing bad happened here to the point where you know serious injury or death. God forbid. You know, she she hurt her finger, of course, but. You're putting it on the blog, Come I think, on. aren't you? I mean, it it's, is, it's, yeah. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. It's A50WFTL.com and on the app, by the way. You can check that out. Wow. Believable. Powerball is up. You heard about this already. 925, almost a billion for tomorrow night's drawing. Close. It's the weekend, so our excuses of not getting tickets are going away. Jen's going to yell at us. Here's my, <laughs> for, in, in an attempt to not have Jen yell at me because she yells at me a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to try <laughs> to not be yelled at this time. Jen, if you're listening, I will buy tickets. Okay? I'm going today. On the way home, I will stop to buy Powerball tickets. Well, it's easier to do for the weekend one. Yes. Like this Wednesday thing, I always even forget Powerball's on. Monday, I, forget about it. Too busy. It's, it's too much. I too mean, much. Our, our days are playing down to the minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot spare five to seven minutes to go stand in line for a Powerball ticket. I don't Sorry. even know if they're playing. I just don't like to go out of my bubble. That's just <laughs> I leave here and forget about everything. Gone. Oh my God. Ridiculous. Also for the weekend, uh, a couple of new movies out. If you've got little kids in the house, maybe you're going to be interested in this. I do think this is going to be a massive movie. I don't know. When our world is threatened, one team is ready to launch. <gasps> Did he say launch? Paw Patrol movie. Oh, that's coming out, huh? This will be huge. I've heard about that for a couple of years now. It has been in development for yeah. a long time. How little kids that? love Paw Patrol. They do. So if you have a little child in your life, you're going to be dragged to this. <laughs> but Maybe if you'll you, like it as a parent. I don't know. Maybe, if it's good. But most likely, because it is the season. This is really the first October weekend. This is We are officially in Halloween season. So, sure of course, are. we've got a new Saw movie coming out. Out of all the men to cheat... 
You picked John Kramer? Listen to the stream in the background. <laughs> Saw X. It's 10, but I guess they're calling it X. Right, yeah. And that, that's, you know, that's always the cool thing to do when you get up to 10. Let's just call it X. The 10th in the Saw movies franchise. I can't believe there's been that many. I think I saw the first three. The first one is like legitimately a really good movie. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, but it's really well done. And it was one of the few really original horror movies with a totally new concept. Exactly. I guess this thing takes place weeks after the events of the first film, so we're going back in time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It looks um, extremely disturbing. I've seen like an extended trailer. (laughs) It's... I was disturbed after the two and a half minutes of a trailer. What wins the weekend, Paw Patrol or Saw? I think Saw is going to win. Really? Just because people love those movies and it's that time of year, I think Saw beats out Paw Patrol. What if you took the kids to Paw Patrol but you <laughs> snuck out and saw Saw? <laughs> a double feature? Did you ever do that? Because your kids are younger than mine. We, you would time out the movies they want to see. I'm like, all right, this one, the one I want to see is only 15 minutes <laughs> off. If I take multiple <laughs> bathroom breaks and go to the That's movie right. I want to see... <laughs> You see, time it I out. I used to plan that all the time. Oh, it's the way to do it. <laughs> all right, get ready for it. Yes. Uh, you know what's coming up next? We replace the last rapid fire of the week with Friday football picks to get you into the weekend. Do not place any money on our bets. No, we please. Have no idea what we're talking about. Oh, gosh, no. We're even going to get Jen on the horn, even though it's her day off. Does she know we're calling her? I did text her. I gave her a notice, and she was not happy about it, but we're going to call her. Nothing stops the Friday football picks, <laughs> and that's coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, normally at this time, we're hitting our last rapid fire of the week, but it's Friday, so what we do now is we replace it with Friday football Picks. That's right. Jen's on vacation and still will check in because nothing stops the picks. We got her on the horn, too. We'll all have them in. The sheets are in. They are locked down. Dean, are you ready? Let's do this. Hit it. Here comes Sunday. There goes your money. It's our Friday football picks on the South Florida Morning Show. I would like to add a disclaimer. Don't ever put money on our picks. We have no idea what we're really talking about. <laughs> yes, please, for your own sake. Just saw these games for the first time when you handed out the sheets five minutes ago. That's so true. You're actually not lying not about Not a that. lot of research here. <laughs> it's all right. You're still beating me anyway. And as you said, speaking of beating me, one Jennifer Ross who always claims that she doesn't know anything about these teams, she just happens to be in first place. How did you do that, oh, Jen? How about that? I, I just pick uh, the colors of the uniforms. It seems to work. Yeah, it's working all right. <laughs> seems to work so far. Good gosh. Well, Jen, thank you for joining us. I know you're in the mountains of Tennessee right now, but we found you. So we're glad to have you here for our week five football picks. Two college, two pro. You know how we do it. First one on the docket, Georgia against Auburn, Georgia. So the reason why I put this on here, because you might be thinking, well, Georgia's the best team in the country. Of course they're going to win. I th- there's a little bit of an upset alert here. War Eagle! I'm just saying. <laughs> War Eagle oh, is... God, don't say that. I'm just saying. They're, 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 they're lurking. They're playing at home. Georgia, it's a road game in the SEC. Those are always tricky. And I say this not being funny, but they're only a 15-point favorite. You would think yeah. if they're the best yeah. team by far, it would be like 20, 21 points. Even on the road. So, Jen, is Georgia on upset alert, or is it going to be an easy win for them? Georgia could beat the Jets. I'm going Georgia all the way. <laughs> might be right about that. Forest Hill could beat the Jets. Yes. That's an easy one for Jen. What do you think, Bill? Uh, I'm with Jen, of course. Now, I need some separators, but this ain't it, kids. 
Georgia will beat Auburn. Georgia is a machine. Nothing seems to stop them these days. It's amazing. They, they, it's all, scary. All these guys go to the NFL, most to the Eagles defense, and then they just For two years reloaded. in a row, they have been like just, just, the shelves have been picked off Georgia going to the NFL and it hasn't stopped them. I'm picking Georgia too. It's really quite something to see. And look, this goes with your strategy. Just pick along with Jen the rest of the season and you'll <laughs> guarantee to come in second place. Guarantee to be a C student. It's perfect. I too am going with Georgia, guys. Again, I do feel like this is an upset alert type of thing. If I was going with the points, I would actually take Auburn plus 15 in this game. That I could see. I, I do think this is going to be really hard, hard fought game. But we don't play the points. That's too no, complicated. Exactly. But I, yeah, we're all going Georgia. Then next up, oh, I know Jen loves picking Notre Dame games. Although her Ohio mm. State did beat my Notre Dame last week, last second win. But Notre Dame goes on the road now, coming off that heartbreaking loss in South Bend to Duke. Duke is number 17 in the nation in 4 0. They have a really good quarterback. Jen, will Notre Dame lose two straight? God's not going to allow that. <laughs> Notre Dame is going to go into the Duke stadium and pounce them into the ground. Wow. How about that? A strong yeah. statement in support of the Irish. Notre Dame, in all honesty, Notre Dame should have won that game against Ohio State. And yeah, I'm saying yeah. that as an Ohio State diehard Buckeye fan. They should have won that game. I think they'll easily beat Duke. All right. That's fair. I hate to parrot Jen's pick again. Yeah. And again, this oh, is this, God, come on. this is proof that I had no idea what she was going to pick. She's not even in the room. That's right. But Notre Dame and their 45-year-old quarterback... <laughs> Who has who has a beard like Moses? He's so old. He is. He's 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 got an. He's the only college player with an AARP card. <laughs> Just the, the flowing locks of Sam Hartman. He's it's a good-looking dude, though. He is. He's like something out of Hollywood. He's he's really good-looking. Oh, oh, hey, whoa, hey. He's like he's like Magnum <laughs> PI in a football yes. uniform. Uh, Notre, Notre Dame beats Duke again, even though Duke is undefeated. Duke has a football program now, though. They do. That's pretty exciting. Duke and North Carolina are both actually doing really well. These, you know, these blue blood uh, basketball schools, even Kansas. Yeah. Same type of thing. But what a bounce back opportunity for Notre Dame. That's going to inspire them. I imagine their week of practice after oh. losing that way. So Notre Dame wins this game over Duke handily. I, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. Again, you know, we're all picking the same here in the first two games. But I think there's going to be some separators coming up. I have a feeling Uh-oh. Notre Dame is a six-point favorite on the road in that game. They, they get a bounce back win. Duke is a tough team. Notre Dame gets it done. They still have big games coming up against USC, by the way. Mm. So there's some tough games still left on the schedule for for Notre Dame. On to the NFL, where, again, I said to you during the break, Bill, I was like, when I pick these games, I look for storylines. No, you don't. I do, I swear. You're very superstitious, so you put the Dolphins on every week because you're superstitious. I don't know what you're talking about. You look to see if they're from Miami. Who are you kidding? Uh, (laughs) These false accusations. (laughs) <laughs> but that explains my storyline search. Explains why I put this on here. The 0-3 Broncos against the 0-3 Bears. The Super Bowl. Yes. Somebody's going to get off the schneid. Who's going to get the first win of the season, Jen? The Bears or the Broncos? This is in Chicago, by the way. Isn't it sad? I forgot who I did. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's what the pause was for? I thought we dropped you by accident. <laughs> I think I think I did. I pick the Broncos. I did. I think I picked the Broncos. Yes, you did. I was going to lie to you and say you picked the Bears, but you picked the Broncos. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Finally, my separator. I'm going with the Bears. Oh, Justin Fields no. and the Bears. They're both terrible. 
True. But the Broncos are super terrible. <laughs> They're really, really bad. And, and I'm actually kind of hoping for the Broncos to lose again because I'm hoping that Sean Payton starts to clear house. They, By the way, it's not looking hopeful for them in the future. They have very limited draft capital. That's true. So I'm hoping they're going to start to sell off some players here pretty soon. Wow, could you imagine? Uh, uh, Jerry Judy. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Hey, whoa. So <laughs> Nice my, fit for you guys. I'm picking and kind of sort of rooting for the Bears to okay. win this one. Okay. So the, the Broncos are terribler than the Bears. They, is what you're they're saying. very bad. <laughs> they are pretty bad. There were a couple of those Dolphins touchdowns last week. Now, the Dolphins have a great offense, granted. There was no one in the screen in no. the defensive backfield. I think they gave up, honestly. <laughs> so bad. It's really sad. All that said, I'm actually going with the Broncos, too. I just feel like the Bears, they, there's just, there's just a thing here where the Bears just don't know what they're doing. Like, it seems like they forgot how to play football or the coaches forgot how to coach. At least the Broncos have Russell Wilson. And right. he hasn't really been playing bad. No. So it's just I, a bad defense. It is. It's it's going to be an awful game. I don't even really want to watch it. I'm just going to check the score later to see who won in our picks. And yet it's on our sheet. It is. Storylines. Yeah. So I'm going with the Broncos. Me and Jen of the Broncos. I think this is going to be a separator, too. Uh-oh. The one that Jen almost rang my neck for when she heard that this was going to be on here. <laughs> the Dolphins <laughs> looking to start the season 4-0 for the first time since the mid to early 90s. Jen, so you know, until the Dolphins lose, he's putting them on the sheet every week. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I know. Okay, so our strategy last week, Bill and I, is if we took the Dolphins, they'd lose. I'm not going that strategy ever again. I'm going to go with the guy that I slept with. The Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Dolphins. You slept with Josh Allen? Oh, jeez. No, not him. <laughs> Come on, I'm always going to pick the Bills. It's always Jen's main reason for picking the Bills is because she's, she used to sleep with one of the players. <laughs> Again, like the uniforms, it works. That's whatever works. So Jen has the Bills beating the Dolphins, giving them the first loss of the season. This is in Buffalo, by the way. Does yeah. that sway your pick at all, Bill? No, but that but what you just said does that it's in Buffalo. I think that's I think that matters even though this game should be in December. <laughs> Thankfully, it's you not. You luck out again. For once. Finally, we're not going to play in the snow in uh, Buffalo. I, I think the Bills will beat them at home, although I think the Dolphins probably overall are a better team than the Bills, but I think they're going to win it. Okay. no, And, and it'll be cl- it'll be something freaky and something close. Well, speaking of close, the Bills are actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite That's in this game. That's very close. It's so you're like splitting hairs with this one. I, of course, am going to go with the Dolphins. I just, for the reason you said, actually, Bill, I think the Dolphins are a better team than the Bills. Yeah, overall they are. And I think they just... They're going to find a way to finally get over the hump and win in Buffalo, which would be really exciting if they do, if they start 4-0. So we'll see. All right. And now the wild card. Are you ready for, for this one, Jen? On our wild card, yep. the, it's a very rare appearance. UCF making an appearance. Get on the Gus bus. The Golden Knights are 3-1 on the season against Baylor. USC at Colorado. That's a big one there. The Patriots at the Cowboys. Big nationally televised game at 4.30 on Sunday. And, of course, the Swifty game. The Chiefs at the Jets. Taylor Swift will be there in the Meadowlands. Jen, and that's Sunday Night Football. Which which wild card game did you pick? I think uh, USC is going to trounce Deion Sanders and his uh, Colorado team. Wow. So I'm picking USC over Colorado. The slipper has fallen off Cinderella, huh? How about that? And wow. you, you hate USC, Jen. That's surprising that you picked them. I, I know. <laughs> wow. Hey, I hate the Dolphins, too, and I picked them last week. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, 
I can't even believe I you put this on the. Me. I can't even believe you put this on the sheet. The power of Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes. Let's go. And that bowling alley chic, <laughs> pretend tight end that's really a wide receiver. <laughs> It's gonna, they're going to kill the Jets. You would think so, right? I mean, it's not. they're going to destroy them. Take the gimme. Take it and run. That's a, that's a, that is a gimme. Yeah. I just wanted to be able to talk I about Taylor Swift at some game. point. <laughs> oh, it's there. What's, <laughs> it's, I think Jen wants to change her pick to the Chiefs. <laughs> so then you're going Chiefs. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, see, I, I'm not going with the Chiefs. I can't believe this. No, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I can't believe this, though. Jen, you and I have the same wild card pick. I'm picking USC, but here's the thing. USC, this is a noon kickoff Eastern time, which means 10 a.m. local time in Boulder, Colorado, 9 a.m. USC time. This is going to throw their clock schedules off completely for their bodies. So for that reason, I think Colorado keeps it close. I would take them plus 21. But USC, this is a huge quarterback matchup. Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick overall from USC. Shador Sanders, of course, from Colorado. Deion Sun. I think it's going to be a great game to watch, but USC comes out in the end, and they get the win. Wow, you're picking my team. I'm shocked. Me too. Two right losses. The, right the day down. <laughs> wow. I know. And I've seen the Kansas City thing, though. I didn't even see it. I would have gone with that. Bill's right. Taylor Swift in the house. They're not going to lose. Too late. You picked USC. No, that game's not on there. That's that was okay. a special I'm sheet. I'm not changing. Okay. No, that was I'm a not, sheet you didn't I'm get to changing. see. No, you didn't see that one. Don't worry. All right. They're on there. Uh, Jen, thanks for chiming Thank in. Have you, a good Jen. rest of your day off. We'll uh, see you on Monday. See you Monday, guys. Thanks. All right. All right. Have a good, Bye. Have, Bye. Have a good time. The uh, Our picks officially, mainly so we remember who the heck we picked when we were watching these games. It's we'll hard. be on the morning show blog, 850WFTL.com, and on the app. And... Uh, have some fun with it for yeah. entertainment purposes only. Only, of course. All right, in the short time we have left, coming up next, to you, we're going to wrap up with a feel-good story. I like this trend. Another giant tip at a restaurant from a tipping group. Oh, cool. We're going to hear this one. It's coming okay. up next. The self Little Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, we're going to wrap up the uh, week with some lighthearted feel-good stories and all that good stuff, which uh, you know we'll post online and everything, but there's some breaking news we got to talk about right now. Senator Dianne Feinstein from California has passed away at age 90. Yeah, wow. She had been really, really sick. Didn't look good, but no. one of the longest serving uh, you know, senators currently is now gone. That seat was going to be vacated anyway. That's the one that Adam Schiff is going to run for in California. That's right. But she, is, uh, she has passed away at 90. This huge news. It seemed mean, to come out of nowhere. Even though she had been really sick, seemed to have come out of nowhere. I mean, I she mean, must have been even sicker than people had even let on. We just saw her in the Senate, what, a month ago, a few weeks ago? Yeah. We, you that know, was her she, last return to the Senate. Right. She was in the news because they were telling her, basically her aides were telling her how to vote because she wasn't really sure what the situation was. And we said then, like, you know, we started talking about term limits at that point for senators. And now she's passed away. That's a massive, massive wow. change. Uh, changing the guard, really, what happens. In the meantime, what happens? Not exactly too sure, because Schiff out there was planning to run for that seat and gear up a campaign and, you know, leave the House and all that stuff. There'll be some sort of a special election in the meantime before that even happens. So I don't know I, I don't know who the Democrats are, but I'm sure there was a plan in place. Yeah, they're going to have to figure this one out. There's going to be a lot of shuffling and... I don't know. That's Bob. That is big, though. Diane Feinstein passed away at ninety. That's a that's a big big game changer. That is for sure. All right. And uh, better news: Powerball is up to nine twenty five for tomorrow night. I hope you win and share with us. Yes, Just please. kidding. <laughs> and everybody have a great weekend. Jen's back on Monday. We will be at full force. In uh, the meantime, thanks for hanging out. We will talk to you Monday. The South Florida Morning Show.
We'll talk to you soon.